1: Listeners, we have some exciting news to share with you. The whole Deeply Graphic design team will be partnering with the Adobe Max Creative Conference this October 18th through the 20th in Las Vegas, Nevada. Designers from all over the world come to Adobe Max to rejuvenate their work, their process, and the creative journey. Max is the perfect blend of information and inspiration, practical knowledge, and creative magic. Not only will we be there for live interviews and episodes, but the Adobe team has also arranged for a special discount for all of our DGDC listeners. Use the code 17PDPC, that's 17PDPC, to receive your discounted rate. Stay tuned for more information on future episodes, and we can't wait to see you at this year's Adobe Max.
0: You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts
2: Wes McDowell in Chicago,
0: Mikel Morrison in
1: Seattle. <laughs> Nick Longo in Los Angeles.
2: We're not getting off very
1: oh. Good start, guys. That was good.
0: <laughs> Nick is really animated when he hits that play button. Right? I'm like,
2: let go. I'm like, I don't want to touch anything. Yeah. No sounds. <laughs> he, Nick hits record with a flourish. So that's how you know that's how you came to play. So uh, what's what's new with you guys? <sighs> I think summer's coming to an end, man.
1: I'm feeling it. Unfortunately, I got, I got school next week. Oh and, no! Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that reaction was, how many uh,
0: weeks are off for you
1: wow we had or, we had quite a break. We were done in May, and now we're back in um last week oh, of, it was of as August. early as
0: may, yeah, this is okay. the big
1: summer, and then there's three weeks in between the holidays, so you know, it's like the commitment level is—it's uh, quite a big chunk when you think about it. And right now, it's like uh-huh. no big, no big break till next summer. I'm like, damn it!
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: right. Yeah, I start—I start knowing when school's coming around for several things. Now that I live in Chicago again, I see the commercials for the what's called the Bud Billiken Day Parade, Uh-oh. which is like—I don't even know who Bud Billiken is. All just—it just gives <laughs> me flashbacks to oh shit, school's coming back. It's like the back uh-huh. to school yeah parade. Mm-hmm. I wanna know who this Bud Billiken guy is that got himself uh, associated with the scourge of back to school. I think we need it. Like, we need him legacy. on the show. We need him on the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure something tells me he might be dead, but I don't know. <laughs> and the other the other thing is um, like I start seeing my uh cousin's kids and my sister's daughter, like they've got that like first day of school chalkboard thing that apparently this is a new Living in the, the age of uh, Pinterest, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to go back to school without holding a big an ornate sign commemorating the occasion. So. Oh,
1: okay. I see a lot yeah. of like holding up a small little paper sign or maybe their new lunchbox. That was always a fun part of going back to school when you were there. Yeah, age. I guess that's
2: for the, that's for parents who can't really be bothered, but my cousins <laughs> yeah. are like, they're, they are mommies, man, <laughs> first and foremost. So they, they, get, they get the craft paper out, they go to town. yeah. Yeah. isn't it funny to even as adults you still feel that
1: kind of like, oh summer's ending and it's like, did I do enough? And you know, it's like it
2: happens well, every I mean, year. Yeah, well you're in California, which yeah. is I mean, how much I kinda of took that for granted when I lived there, but living here, yeah, you gotta grab onto summer mm-hmm. yeah. by the by the coattails <laughs> exactly. and ride it out because Chicago summers are, are amazing. Chicago winters are Horrible. the exact opposite. So yeah. you gotta like live Life while, get, yeah. while the getting's good, mm-hmm. for sure. Exactly, man. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, uh, so yeah, so I wanted to bring something up real quick, just because yeah. I know, just something I think might be helpful for anybody who's um doing video out there. You know, mm-hmm. I always talk about it. I always kind of harp on it. What do you got? So I'm doing a few more videos for my site. The thing that I always gets me tripped up when I do one of these videos is like, it's like, I, okay, do I like memorize a script? Nah, mm-hmm. that's, that's too much work. Do I kind of do bullet points? but then my eyes keep going down and back up at the camera and mm-hmm. I have to cut mm-hmm. every time and it just looks super mm-hmm. choppy but I kind of came up with something great um it's not like it's my invention or anything I just kind of <laughs> thought about it and made sense so I got like a teleprompter app for mm-hmm. my iPhone oh cool so what I yeah so I mean the difference is now I'm recording on my iPhone versus my nicer camera yeah. which kind of sucks but if you're doing like Facebook ads this way, it kind of works better. Yeah, you're looking right like at it, see, right? Well, yeah, but more than that, the camera quality actually, like on Facebook, lesser quality is kind of better because it, think about if someone's scrolling through and it yeah. looks like it's a polished ad. Quote, you're ad, then right. Then they're In not that interested. Area? Yeah. Uh, yeah. If it looks right. like it's kind of more of a person talking to the camera, like how Facebook would be intended for, yeah, people mm-hmm. tend to stop a little bit more. So. Basically, the this thing is pretty cool. Like the the text all scrolls down on the side, right next to where the actual camera is. Right. So that it looks like you're looking right in the lens, and you can just keep going. That's great. You can control the yeah. speed of how you go. Yeah. That's yeah. Isn't the that thing. great? Like, that takes a That takes a little bit of getting used to to come up with that perfect speed, but what it's great. Um,
0: app is it that you decided to um, use?
2: The one I got is called Teleprompter. It's um okay. it's not free. It's like twelve bucks, but I if if you're doing vlogging or you're doing any kind of thing like that i yeah. recommend it so
0: huh.
2: yeah it's pretty good i remember using one
1: on even on the ipad once too because we there was a place where we were at and they had a mount that was right below the camera oh yeah and it was made for the ipad and we were like oh that works perfect and it's amazing. Like sometimes when you think, I bet you were like, I bet you there's an app for that, and there it is.
2: Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. I literally like, I, I knew I was recording these things today, Good. and I was about ready to go, and I'm like, God damn it, you know, there's probably an app. <laughs> so I, I test, I looked, and of course there that's was. Great. Yeah. So, but the the iPad thing you bring up, I've tried that before. The only catch of that is unless you're recording, that like you said you put it like below the camera, that's tricky because oh yeah, that th- was you still. It is amazing how much your eye really has to look into that lens yeah. before it like reads like you're looking off to the
1: side. We were so. doing testimonials with people who really weren't that comfortable behind a camera, in front of a yeah. camera in the first place. And yeah, you're right. Like We were trying to get that camera so close to the iPad, it still was a fraction off and you could see it.
2: Yeah. And for a testimonial, testimonials, yeah. man, if those, if those look in any way like you're reading... <laughs> God, that That's, was years ago. It doesn't work, yeah. <laughs> those never made it, it look, to the website, let's just say. <laughs> yeah. It starts looking like one of those, like, a- accidentes commercials on TV. Like, yeah. Hi. Larry H. Parker <laughs> got me a big settlement. You know, you can't. You know who's going to get you a big settlement? It's FreshBooks. <laughs> is that a new feature? A new set. Like, they're going to get you paid, is what I'm saying. There you go. Ridiculously easy to use cloud accounting software for agencies and freelancers, helps you work smarter, get organized, and most importantly, get paid quickly. Um, They've completely been redesigned from the ground up. They've got a new kind of project management feature where you can share files and messages with your clients, which is new. Um, Quick invoices. So you can really send these professional branded invoices in under 30 seconds. I do it all the time, and they look great. And You know, once you're set up with literally two clicks is all it takes, um, end up with money in your pocket sooner. Uh, With FreshBooks payments, over 60% of invoices are paid within one one day. day. There you go. So, uh, multi-currency invoicing is great too. So, if you have clients overseas, it automatically converts it into the right currency. And if you have any questions whatsoever, they've got great customer support. With Zero Attitude, you give them a call. The Lancer within three rings or less So we've worked out a free 30 day unrestricted trial So what you want to do is Go to freshbooks.com Slash deeply graphic And enter deeply graphic design In the how did you hear about us section Alright Cool, so we've hit a, a major Milestone you guys 140 do do? episodes
0: Damn. Damn. Is I it? If... Yeah it is. That, Yeah, 139 is mean, last time I, Holy I, I, cow <laughs> And you know what that
2: means is uh, on the tens we like to do a listener question show. So the tens we have these are the tens, yeah. So we basically we get a lot of questions from you guys. Some we can't answer because we just don't really know, and we don't want (laughs) to be responsible. Yeah, (laughs) technically like legal questions some people have, and we don't really want to be the ones answering that. Um, And some of them we've just kind of answered before, some are a little general, but whenever we get a good one that we can answer, and that we feel like we haven't covered a million times already, we throw them in the bag. And And now's our chance to clear it out. Exactly. So, with uh, no further delay here, let's listen to our first audio question from Ryan Wheaton.
3: Uh, In my recent branding projects, uh, I started running into the situation where I need to solidify physical and digital brand colors with a remote client. With web-based work, this can be easier because the the brand colors are on a screen. At the same time, uh, every screen shows colors differently, which can also be a challenge when trying to finalize brand colors with a client. Uh, When you start getting into RGB and CMYK and Pantone colors, Each of those values can vary a little bit to to represent a brand color. Uh, Not all CMYK conversions of a Pantone are spot on, for example, and having consistency with brand colors is very important. Uh, Working with a remote client, uh, you're likely not able to sit down with a Pantone book to help them decide on the brand colors. Uh, I've been able to get clients in front of Pantone books by going to their local printers, uh, but this is not always the ideal situation. So uh, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are uh, or what your process might be like when it comes to working with clients and nailing down brand colors um, in all of the color spectrums like RGB and CMYK and Pantone. Keep up the great work you're doing on the show and uh, cheers.
1: All right. Well, welcome back, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Fourth Regular contributor. We love it. I like it. I always. No, like I those. love that man. And and I know Ryan well. And I I totally get this this question all the time. And and I came across this years ago because um, my clients would get surprised by stuff that would come back from being printed overseas, and they'd see the colors and go, "Oh my gosh! Like, what is going on with the colors? This was nothing like what you promised." And what I've realized is there's something you just got to do up front. You got to educate them a little bit on on this and, and chime in anytime, Mikel, because I know you know what I'm talking about here. I give them a little instruction at the beginning and tell them, look, when, when we look at our color palette and we approve it based on what you see on your screen, the one thing that you can really say is, the universal one, is your PMS color, right? When you want to see a visual of it printed and what the ink looks like, that's our expectation. That's what we're going to strive for. But when it's RGB you're going to get it's going to be a little brighter and it's going to be a little more vivid because it's being illuminated by your screen and when it's CMYK it might be a little duller there's a lot of colors that can't be matched completely with with CMYK from a P- pantone so i always tell them you're going to lose a little luster when we go to four color and you're going to see it be maybe a bit duller so that leads me to my last thing. And I tell them, if you really want to make sure we're, we're keeping to a consistent thing, there's always the idea of going a fifth color and adding your PMS of your, let's call it your signature color, like the green of Starbucks or the red of Target. They, they use PMS color as a fifth color to ensure the consistency. So you can always offer them that, but once they see the price, all of a sudden they're going to be just fine with four color processing. So I like to just make sure they know that up front. And again, it's like just so they don't freak out at one point and they see something and go, Holy crap, this does not look like the purple that we talked about. So just let them know that this is the way it is and where there's ways around it, but it might cost a little bit more. I don't, anything you want to add Mikel that you've you've seen in your experience with this?
0: Um, yeah, I, I definitely give them a little bit of a heads up like that, but I also try to acknowledge that we've got the designer eyes, so we're going to mm-hmm. pick up on that nitpicky yeah. distinction more so than, you know, the, the uh, oftentimes, and it's not a put down, of course, but oftentimes more likely that we'll pick up on it with their yeah. eye, eye for detail than a g- general person of the public. Mm-hmm. Um, But I, there will never be a time, even with soft, digital soft proofs, I'll get a mock-up from the vendor, mm-hmm. and I will never approve without running it by the customer. Sure, sure. Sometimes, if the vendor's smart, I've seen a distinct a, a variety here, they'll dull it so that it's a little bit more realistic. Of course. Which is great.
2: That's a smart idea. Um,
0: Yeah, and then if like not- Like on the
2: screen, on the monitor, you're mm-hmm,
0: saying? Okay. Right, right. And if not, I'll go in and make it done in Photoshop before I send it to the client <laughs> so the expectations are a little bit set. yeah. I mean, as long as it doesn't take that much time, and for the most part, it doesn't. But mm-hmm. that way, there's no crazy surprises. Yeah. In the end. And sometimes. What about
2: the f- opposite? What about the yeah. opposite? And just holding the proof and just shining like a flashlight behind it. Because <laughs> that'll, that that'll
1: be everywhere when they see it out it's in the market. The same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what a, a few printers have done for me is they've taken the PMS a four color and right next to each other and print it on a test run so that way again you're setting expectations and the client knows but yes but it's funny too i think clients you know i think you'll know if a client is going to be um going to catch those things from the very beginning i know i've had i have a few that are very in tune with things and they're spending a lot of money on their brand and and if there's a real signature color behind it uh, they want they're going to they're going to see when it's a little off so that's why again educate them at the beginning i think be, be, stay away from certain brand colors, specifically certain like browns and, and light blues, because I know those are the hardest ones to really capture in CMYK. And just be you know, be conscious of that at the very beginning. I, I think that's the best thing you can do. These things are going to happen. I mean, um, and then, yeah. but then there's digital printing. Hell, digital printing's doing such a great job with stuff that like you were matching you know, PMS colors pretty damn close, better than any form for color. So you never know. Yeah, you know, there's ways around it, but it's a good question, and I and I run into it all the time. So I just I just set
2: it up from the very beginning. Educate them. Cool. Yeah. All right. So uh, next question is from Robert Torres. I guess I'll read that one. Go for it. He says, "I'm trying to get my design business started, but I have a question concerning design business licensing issues. What kind of business licensing would I need to operate a remote web design marketing company in California?" They can potentially have clients all over the U.S. I imagine a California business license in my cities will be required, but I'm not sure if I need any others to operate in all states. Um, planning to limit traveling to only local clients, but would be conducting business from my remote location for everyone else in the U.S. Um, okay. Hmm. So this, I think, falls into the category of take whatever we say here with a bit of a grain of salt. Hmm. I don't, we don't want to steer you in the wrong legal direction. Yep. Um, I can tell you what I've done, mm-hmm. which may not be exactly right, but I, th- I mean, okay. it's been okay. I think so. Yeah. What I did, what I've got is a uh, DBA, the doing business as in California. Um, and so like I, to be honest, I haven't, re- I haven't redone it since I moved to Chicago. So what my, what I thought when I did the, the DBA in California is like, it gives you that Uh, That ability to do business as your company name Mm -hmm. but it's still kind of a sole proprietorship so I haven't gotten or I have not gone through the the, you know converting into an LLC yet that is kind of on my that is on my to-do list for sure this year but um, I think that when you're is when you have a business license like this for a certain state I think that only matters if you're doing business in that state I don't think that matters who your clients are. No. Where they live, that is irrelevant. No. It's just what right. you're doing, where you're working, where your office is. Mm-hmm. That can right. be your home office, whatever. Is that what your yes. understanding of it as well? Okay. Correct.
0: Yes. Cool.
2: Yeah, so I, I think Robert, yeah, I think sorry, go ahead, Nick.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say you're fine. I think as long as you set it up under the preference that you want and Speak to a financial advisor, someone that you know, that you trust on how you set up your business. I mean, you can do, I know a lot of us have done S-Corps. That's a way of kind of being able to do a corporation that is um, not basically too tied into your name and you as an individual, and you are technically like an employer, employee of it. Um, there's so many different ways to do it. Find the best one for you, but then ask that question, because I think we all can do business with anybody. Um and yeah. I, I think the only thing that probably might tie you into is if you do business with someone in another state, now you are doing business oh. in different states. And, like, I know I had an issue with someone that did not pay, and they were basically in another state. For me to actually go after them, I had to prove that they were doing business in California, and yet they weren't. So it was like on, oh. the, on that side, it's a whole other situation. Yeah. But I think you're fine. I just yeah. – again, yeah. like Wes says, always go. It, it's worth getting someone to pay them a few hours and and get it done right cuz this is the one thing you do not want to make a mistake at cuz it could probably be forever to reverse anything you do yeah you know and take it so, seriously take it seriously that's the other thing
2: yeah exactly so you don't want you don't want to get in trouble you want to get set up right and I need to do the same so but yes,
3: and this is it's why it's so
0: hard to have those things on your to-do list. It's so hard to get around to them. It's not fun yeah. stuff. Like it's oh, not it's sexy. No, it's not. Fun Let me do all. my LLC. Ooh. <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> well,
2: no, no kidding. I've, I've looked at it online. Like I've gone to like Legal Zoom and looked mm-hmm. at it. And it's like, oh, my eyes just glaze over.
0: Oh, absolutely. I, I don't even know what it's to make awful. of it. It's yeah. not awful. And I love it's that. it's
2: on the to-do
1: list. <laughs> I love that legal Zoom yep. exists. I know I, I've i used it on legal side. But like when it comes to those little things that it's really about your business, do a face-to-face or a, at least some yeah. co- a, a, a talking conversation with someone. Picking from a, a site on these kind of things could be a little dangerous. And I just think we need to be better. Okay, We need yeah. to be edu- better educated. So get it from someone that's and it's no,
0: it's no throw down. It's no like – Nothing against legal zoom there 's a ton of them out there
1: oh and and price wise I think they actually almost wind up no one 's making money on these things and if you go to somebody, um, I found i was it was just as about matched the same price that it was on any online service and I felt better yeah. doing it with someone really? at their desk and in person and local and I yeah. could and they 're not going to charge me every time I just have a quick question
2: well it's like getting your taxes done it's like mm-hmm. doing h and r block online <sighs> ends up being about as much as going to a uh, an actual pro. So and, just and, and is their confidence the right when way. you
1: hit send. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Let's face it. That's the number one thing.
2: Yeah. Let the let the smart people to know their business do that and let yeah. us do what we yeah. do. All right, cool. So who wants to take this next one? I'll take this next one here. All right. Uh
1: this is from Rana Crow. Did I get Rana? that right? Yeah. Yep. All right. So. So, they ask, I have an in-house, in-home business. Maybe I'm a little paranoid, but I really don't like the idea of having my home address as my <coughs> business. Uh, do I need to get over it or can you get the same benefit from a P.O. box?
2: Yeah, I think okay. we all I, – I have some thoughts. <laughs> what do you do? What do you think? Okay, so here's the thing. You don't need to have an address on your website oh. unless um, – the reason I have one is because I wanted to show up in those Google um, – the the local listings, you know, the map yes. listings – for that, you have to, and you can't not. You cannot have a P.O. box for that. Yes. They, they don't allow that. So if you want that benefit, um, it's not mm-hmm. as simple as just having the address. There's a whole lot of other stuff you have to do too. So if that's not really part of your plan, then mm-hmm. you don't need that on there at all. No. Um, yeah. As long as you I, – I do recommend having a phone number on there, even if it's just like a, a virtual phone number, to inspire totally, confidence. Totally agree. Because I think yeah. when you don't have – Any kind of like address or phone number, you look a little fly by night Mm -hmm. in my Mm -hmm. eyes. So um, have the phone number. You don't need the address unless you're going for that Google Map listing. Because I I will tell you. So I very I actually today for the first time took Los Angeles off of my website. Oh wow! um, Okay. Because I'm I'm not I'm getting the wrong kinds of clients in LA that are just yeah. I'm getting the, I want a website kind of clients. So yes. like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're just kind of like that. So click, took it off, took it off. But the thing is, so I was using my old place there as the address on there. Um, who I So like long story short, funny story. I had my apartment in West Hollywood. My friend took it over for me. And like several times people just showed up at his door. Oh, wow. Never happened that I lived there. Doesn't yeah. happen here. But like several times people just knock on the door. Thinking what like what? you're you're coming to visit a web designer like in his apartment. Like, I've had that? yeah I've had that too. <laughs> people no have showed call? up at a,
1: people have showed up at the office completely unannounced and ready to talk about a logo, and I'm like, it, it that blows yeah. me away. I, I guess I guess people need to know this. It's stuff not a haircut. Them. No, but I'm assuming someone <laughs> even
2: for haircuts you need an appointment most yeah, exactly. Of the time. But
1: I'm assuming they probably didn't think they were coming to maybe an apartment or a condo.
2: When they went to your address? Well, obviously. Yeah. I mean yeah. but once they once they see that, you'd think Isn't that, yeah. first of all, why, several things. Why
0: didn't they turn around once they noticed that it was an apartment complex? Right.
2: <laughs> first of all, I, people, I couldn't imagine like wanting to get a website done or a logo done and thinking, I'm gonna go to the logo store right yeah. now <laughs> and just like I think people walk think in that. like it's Best Buy. <laughs> That's the first weird thing. And the second weird thing is, hey, this is some dude's apartment. Maybe I shouldn't just knock on the door. Maybe I should call first, email first. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're kind of sketchy of having your home address on there, you might, maybe you should be, because this could happen to you. And Yeah, um, I wouldn't, unless, like you yeah. said, That's unless, unless you, can, you can put it
1: on the map with an actual office space or something different for Google, it makes all the sense in the world. But otherwise, yeah. gosh, I've been, I'm seeing big, well-known agencies stripping addresses off of their website they don't uh, you know what i mean it's like there's ways of contact and as long as they're there i think we're finding that the address thing is just
2: kind of slowly not needed you know yeah i mean again it depends there's that one benefit if you're not Mm -hmm. using that benefit then i think it's fine not to be on there at all so yeah um, but po box you really get no benefit with that either way all you're going to get is possible junk mail yeah From people trying to sell you stuff. so Just another thing to go and pick up and throw away. Exactly. (laughs) Just another thing making life not worth living. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Mikkel, you want to take this next one? Sure. All
0: right. Okay, this is from Andrew. When I started out building websites, I didn't think to charge my clients for hosting. I've, and he puts in parentheses, accidentally been hosting over 10 websites for free for for one to two years but I really need to start charging yikes yeah, Wow. what's the best way to bring this up with my clients so I get paid for the hosting services I'm providing them
2: okay yeah I mean Nick you probably can't speak to this one at all oh I, I had
0: <laughs> I had
1: seven bullet points for this one yeah.
2: you have so many hosting plans <laughs> oh my god there. I'm riding the same boat with this guy <laughs> yeah right so um yeah so this is interesting so I would say wow one... so yeah wow yeah, well, I can see why this would come up. I think a lot of times web designers think, hey, add value added, I will throw in web hosting. That's fine. And actually, like depending on how small the website is, you can have inf- infinite websites piggybacking on your hosting, and if no one's getting a whole lot of traffic, mm-hmm. that's totally fine. And you probably could continue doing this for free, but that's not really the point. You're 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 getting to a point where you want to start you want to step it up, you want to start charging for it. So I'd say a few things. You have to ask yourself, did you was part of the promise to these clients that this was a value add, like you're going to get free hosting when you go with me? And even if it is, it is okay to go to them at a later date and say, "Hey, we're restructuring that we were doing things and now it's going to be it's going to be this much per month." You're but give them I would say give them like 30 to 60 days notice on that to say, hey, if you're cool with this, great. If not, there's time for you to move hosting wherever you want want to mm-hmm. host it. No harm, no foul, you know, but we're giving you enough time to know. Because yeah. honestly, hosting, in most cases, if they're going to do it on their own, we're talking $5 a month. It's not that big of an issue. Yeah. Unless you have a, a major website where you have major, um, you know, bandwidth stuff happening then like like my website for this podcast i have to have a big plan to host the podcast so yeah but other than that it's not necessarily a thing so just be honest with them say hey we're restructuring mm-hmm. we're doing things differently now here's the new uh charge it's going to be but i would say for the future with new clients don't do it if you're going to just be charging the five dollars a month it's and, not worth and, and your worth prob- yeah not at all absolutely not if you're not charging something that makes it worth it for you to actually a go after that money every month, that's my big thing. Like I do not <laughs> yeah. wanna be Does it even match that? <laughs> exactly. I'm not chasing money every month if it's less than like $100 yeah. Yeah. a hundred dollars. Yeah. I'm just not gonna do it because you gotta send out the invoices, you gotta follow up with the invoices. Yeah. Then you have to potentially be the guy who says, Hey, we're gonna shut your website down for a hundred bucks if you don't pay. Yeah. 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 So it's gotta be a certain threshold that to be worth it does that make sense
1: I agree and like yeah. I, I, I looked at this first and thought oh what a miss he's missing opportunity for revenue but the way you explained it he's probably not and it's just a matter of doing all this God knows what he has to do to maintain it and you're right yeah. Inter- introduce that we're making a change and and say all this time I've been hosting it you're welcome <laughs> now we're changing yeah. <laughs> you know it's like no problem there I just think and then decide on if you want to continue that with anybody else afterwards I, I don't think he needs to probably you know? Yeah,
2: and I and I think an easy thing to say, like, not that you need to offer much of an explanation, other than we're changing. Just say, send out an email to all of them saying something like, "Hey, we were happy to offer this as a free service, but we're we're quick we're expanding and we're quickly running out of bandwidth, and we mm-hmm. need to start. Perfect. We need to step up to a new plan, which means it's going to cost this much extra per month. There you so, go. I think it's just yeah. he's being honest. It's exactly that. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like anything else. Whenever you're raising your rates, you just got to have yep. a conversation. And You would be surprised how few people will actually be upset mm-hmm. by that. Like everyone Outfit, always baby. thinks, oh, no, no one's going to, everyone's going to leave me. But, you know, you got yeah, them where yeah. you want them now. There you go. All right. Cool. So this next one is from hopefully pronounce this right. <laughs> Jacob Safranek. 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 Yeah. And he says, hi, from the Czech Republic, you talked about showing design to a client in a context, um, like on a dozen printed business cards or on a glass at a store, et cetera. My question is how do you make these things? So oh. yeah. Cause remember we talked a while back yeah. about, yeah, like with definitely like my trick that I've discovered, a lot of people have been doing this too. It makes it much easier to get approval on a logo when you're showing it in a context. Yeah. Like you said, like if you're showing it on a photo on business cards where it's like foil stamped on or on a, a signage or something like that. It just gives them something to look at and it kind of pushes things through a little quicker. So it's reality but, too. It's like, you know.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Exactly. So And people
0: love seeing that realistic application. Oh, love yeah. it. Yeah. You know?
3: That's and the fun almost, part anyway.
2: And it almost feels like cheating when you're showing these to clients. Like it, it does. feels like you get so much less pushback when you're showing it. What I like to do is, um, so I'll I'll have a PDF where the top of the page will just show the logo on white, mm-hmm. and then on the bottom half it'll be a photo. Yes. Where here's how, just how it looks on anything, and then here's in context. Like an they appropriate it. application
1: is really. It what has it to be is. appropriate. Yeah. If it's a storefront. There's front. no one
2: size. Hmm. Yeah, but yeah. um but like for lawyers like there's there's ones you can get where it looks like a big brass sign in a lot on, on marble. <laughs> yes, yeah exactly. And these things look Filthy. pretty realistic. So, here's where we get to the answer to the question. Mm-hmm. There I think where I get everything is um graphicburger.com. Burger. Yep. You've heard okay, it's graphicburger.com. They're by far um, the
1: one of the best uh online sources for a lot of free ones too. The yeah. PSD mockups.
2: Well, our show today like has got a lot of plugs and right so we're not uh we're not like actually sponsoring any of these yeah. things we're talking about. We're just sharing with you what we yeah. do. Yeah. These are the tools yeah. of the trade, man. You exactly. Know. So, yeah, Graphic Burger, they've got a, a ton of great um Photoshop mockups. So mm-hmm. basically how it usually works is you you download the PSD. These things are usually like I think like 10 bucks for like a pack. Yeah. Usually of like there's some great yeah, yeah, there's bundles. So there's like mm-hmm. lots to choose from. Um, and then you just, you input your logo into the, the PSD and it does all the work for you to make it look like it's actually imprinted or, yeah. or dimensional. Or smart object. Yeah. 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 The smart yeah. object. It's great. Thing, yeah. yeah
1: exactly. I, I, I noticed too, and, and this may be because I see a lot of student work too. Be very careful too. I would really make sure you're doing things a little more original because you start to see the same smart mock ups. Being used over and over and over again, and then you lose, I think, credibility because it's mm-hmm. uh, it's so well overused. You know what I mean? And but
2: but but keep in mind, you're the teacher; you're seeing this all. But it, does the client see a million? The events? client might
1: not. You're right, and I and I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that I have found too that sometimes I've shown really nice ones, and let's even the ones that are, let's say, very heavily used. And then they might be a little bit too unrealistic. It might be mm-hmm. – they might like this and go, oh, let's get that. And I'm like, well, we can't do that because you don't have – like just make sure it's appropriate. Make sure it's a, yeah. uh, appealing to them, and it might be doable. Like I think a lot of times too you see them on these um, – a lot of these uh, hanging sign ones. They're by far like the most popular ones. And one thing I saw that one of my students did was just went around and started taking pictures of, of unique signs and things out and about and made their own library of these things and just applied the logos to them and did a two minute Photoshop job to kind of work on shading or, or, you know, lighting and it worked just as good. And then you had something 100% original. What I do too, is I will take pictures of the actual, if it's space related, I will take pictures of the actual space that we're working with and then apply the graphics to that. That way it's, a hundred percent dead on and they can see what it's going to look like yeah. on the outside or in that wall. So just be real specific with it and work a little magic on them. I think um, there's so many, like you said, graphic burger, creative market, they're they're all out there and you can find these things literally anywhere now.
2: Yeah. And they're pretty, they're pretty cheap. So mm-hmm. I like to use them. Like I don't do, um, I'm taking off the kind of logo work off my website. But when I did, I used a lot of those for the logo, um, you know, showing logo work, so it's yes. in context, and it just, yeah. just dresses yeah. it up. Well, case stu- and cool. keep in mind, guys,
1: case studies, like we talked about before, are becoming so much more what people – when you go to a work section of someone's website yeah. or even these agencies, it's no longer just work anymore. It is literally done by case study, and 90% of them are application shots. So keep yeah. thinking that, and these are, it's a good thing to start thinking about converting even old work to this stuff. makes it look refreshed and new again.
2: Yeah. yeah, and just, and do a little bit of work to make it look as realistic as possible. Yes. That's the thing. Yes, When you, when you do the ones that we're talking about, you download from Graphic, Burger, whatever, mm-hmm. th- those kind of do the work for you. And yeah. inter- one interesting thing to keep in mind with those, I found that most of them do not take color into account. So what happens is you'll have a whole logo and it basically just, like let's say there's an example of um, like an etching in a wood for whatever reason. So if you have a logo that's like blue and green, you, gotta you lose it. the color. It's yeah. literally just you're just Black. seeing the yeah, or it's just looks like an etching in wood, like mm-hmm. with no paint on it. So yeah, keep that in mind too. Like if, if the color is important, you're gonna want to find an application that actually honors the um the color and the the detail rather than just the shape. Yeah.
1: Little tip you that know? wood that wood one just like landed me something last week. So <laughs> I use that one. Oh, there you the go. <laughs> wood, you know, that like they look like the branding in the wood. Yeah. And yeah. it's funny. You look at the design, and I'm like, I love it. looks great. And then I was like, ooh, let me put it on the wood
2: and show it. And they just mm-hmm. flip the heck out. So, yeah, it works. <laughs> there you go. Works if you work it. Yeah. All right, cool. So do uh, you want to take the next one, Nick?
1: Sure. Recently, I did a website redesign for a client. I felt like I nailed it, and I sold the presentation in Envision, but accidentally showed the creative first, skipping the research, the rationale, et cetera. Surprisingly, the client loved it and literally had no changes. But then a week later, I had the preview. I had them preview the staging site and got the go ahead, uh, except for one thing. They wanted to go back to the entire old color scheme. It's hideous. It's dark primary colors, full red, yellow, and blue, he says. Um, Yeah, I know. God. Uh, they really don't want to do a full rebrand right now, but I would actually be embarrassed to put the site in on my portfolio. Is it okay to put the concept with the new colors in my portfolio and just make it clear that this was a presented concept, but not the final? And this is from Mm. Andrew Fultz. Definitely. Absolutely. absolutely. Are you kidding me? Done deal. In fact, I would would fight them to say, don't uh, explain to them why, how, you know, it's already done. It's already done. But I guess they just don't want yeah. to do the full rebrand now. And maybe that involves a lot more application changes maybe throughout their locations or something. What do you think? Yeah. That well, might be I agree. That's the only And by reason. the way,
2: we sh- by the way we should say this is from Andrew Fultz. So thank yes. you, Andrew, for sending that in. Um but yeah, I totally agree. I, I I assume in this case he's already kind of explained that they should do this new branding. But if they still push back, then yeah. Just if it's portfolio work. Um, and I, I would say you don't even have to call out that it's not the real thing no. anywhere. Like if someone were to ask you, don't lie, but, um, there, you, there's no need to like put a big disclaimer there sure. saying that I've got several things on my site right now that I've had to use. I've had to tweak, um, just to be able to show because yeah. I'm not happy with yeah. certain things that the, the client wanted that I've. There's one I can think of. It's a website um, that they wanted to use their original logo. And I just, I do not like (laughs) their logo. I think it's, I think it's a missed, I think it's just a, it misses the mark for sure. So I just did a quick new one and put that in there and it really makes the site look a lot better. So, well, question, do
1: you usually involve or include a link to the website in your, in your website?
2: I like, wouldn't that be the best way
1: to show off the work? You no. would, you'd no. think so,
2: but that, that takes people away from your site. Then what do you, you just show long, like a scrolling kind of feed mm-hmm. of it. What I usually do now is think of, I think of it as a case study. I, yes. what I, I would rather explain all the things we did with pictures and with text okay. rather okay. than say, Hey, just go check it out. Cause they may not get, they don't get the full story just by going to the sure. website. Oh, and you, it, and, and I get it. You're, you're showing and they may never you, come back.
1: You're doing a guided tour. You're doing a guided yes. tour on your site and not. Yeah. But I've, I can recall the last few times looking at maybe an agency site that did only websites. And it seemed like that was the, that was the way, the way people were still doing it was there was a clickable link that you can actually see that it was real. So my only question was that like, if Andrew is doing that and there's and he's also having it in his site. Should he say that this was a concept one? Cause it might look different if they go and look at it for real. That's all.
2: Yeah. I think Wasn't you'll sure. find, I think you'll find that very few will actually take that step and go Got it. to Got the it. as long as, as long, long as, as, long as, as he, he does a good job. Yeah,
3: Get absolutely. Okay. And they,
2: some, some people still will, but, um, you're not going to stop those people from doing that. And sure. You know, I think people will kind of, they'll kind of put it together in their own mind. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. They may have gone back to their original colors or something, but it still holds up. And I'll um, give a little tip here. There's another reason why you don't add the link, and that is for SEO reasons, because whenever I design a site, I like to have a link back to my site um, for SEO purposes. And here's the thing. So if if client site links to my site and I link to client site, both links are pretty much null and void. They cancel each other out. Got it. That's how Google looks at that. So I don't like to do that for that reason. And if you're going to do it, you should uh, put a nofollow tag on the link back to the client's site. Uh, okay, there you go. Does that make sense? Yes. It's a little selfish, but it's how we build a business. So. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Do you show any um,
1: animated versions of this? Like if the site has motion or if the site has uh, –
2: Cinographs or anything else, are you showing that on your site too, in a way? I Yeah, I can. So okay. what, what I've done a few times is um, video case studies. Got it. You know, where it's not just, it'll be like, I don't think, I don't even have any of these on my site right now. It actually, yeah, I don't think so. We'll say on YouTube, but basically what it'll, it'll be like me kind of talking to the camera, explaining the situation. Then we'll go to more of a um, a screen capture of my screen, kind of walking them through both things on the site yeah. and like digital marketing things like hey maybe here's a, the Facebook ad here's maybe the what the analytics look like when we started and here's what they look like now I so gotcha. it's all that stuff
1: okay um yeah that makes sense but yeah man make the change andrew no no worries there
0: <laughs> just, I would say it used to be one. a little bit more far more encouraged when I was in school and and stuff like have the url the the existing url available somewhere alongside your portfolio item and the problem is that you know people are making decisions to shift gears and um, feature different different visuals or maybe they've gone undergone their own Refresh within a year or two yeah. after yeah. you've worked on it, but that shouldn't hold you up from displaying your work. Not at all. It or, shouldn't be or or even worse for you. if the client Goes
2: out of business, mm-hmm. then that looks right. Pretty bad right, that's not good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: because it's still your work. And it was if it was a really big, large undertaking for you at one time. Yeah, showcase it.
2: Definitely, absolutely. Gosh, it, and if it, you it, if you are going to have that link too, what I would also say not only don't not only do the new, no follow on it. But also make sure it opens in a new window always. Any link on your site, make sure it's set to open in a not a new window, new tab. Yeah, way they're still on your site and they can come back to it. Got it. Yeah, so it doesn't.
1: It's still in the same window, just a different. Tab.
2: Yeah. Got it. Because then, any, anytime you like send someone away from your site, you're just risking they're not going to come back, and they're yeah, you know, you know, how we are online. Oh yeah. One thing leads to another, and you just keep going down the rabbit hole. So. Yep. That's so true. Yep.
1: That's so true.
2: All right, cool. Well, thank you guys for listening to another listener question show and keep the questions coming, okay? So send them to questions at com, and we especially love the audio questions. Mm. Be like Ryan Whedon and send in an audio question. <laughs> See if It's you a good can... way to skip the line.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it does.
2: Yeah. And one other thing too, like I, I would love it if you guys would send in not only questions about Things going on in your design lives. But if you have a, a point of clarification on an episode, if you're listening and uh something doesn't make sense, or you have a follow-up question on something mm. we say, yeah, please great. send those in as a listener question too. That's that could be very helpful because a lot of times we we're going a mile a minute and we may zoom right past something mm-hmm. that you want to talk about. So totally true. Yep. And uh Nick, refresh us with the dates for Vegas. You guys should sure. come uh, join us in Vegas.
1: We'll be there October 18th through the 20th at the Adobe Max conference in Las Vegas. Got to come and meet us there. It should be a blast. I can't wait to do it. It's going to be fun.
2: Yep. Have you signed get up for all with, your get drunk with the gang? Yeah, have you signed <laughs> up for all your courses yet? No. No.
1: Get on Not there. Really. I they're, know, they're, I'm sure I they're, have they're, to. They're filling up very quick. I know. Um, and they all and look so some, good. So. There's some good ones beyond just Adobe. There's stuff all about like just particular skill sets or things that you want to do with your business. A lot of the questions we talk about here. So really, if you can swing this thing, it's uh, it's quite an amazing three days to kind of learn from the best, you know? So I can't wait to see it and share it with you. Th- those of you who don't make it, we'll definitely try to do our best to recap for
2: sure. Exactly. And we hope to see all of you there. So with that in mind, keep designing and catch us next time on the Deeply Graphic Design Cast.